jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! I am so tired today. I feel very broken. I was up to my normal time, the wee hours, couldn't sleep, and then finally fell asleep and was like, oh, now I gotta get up and upload the episode. It feels like it's really late. And then I got up and it was like in the sevens. <gasps> I'm just, there's not enough caffeine in the world for me today. Oh, tell you. you're a victim of the sevening. Yeah. <laughs> a sevening during a re three inning. Oh. Uh, it's tragic. It's wild because, like, I'll, I'll stay up super late, like, anxiously watching the fundraiser. Well, like, having, you know, we, we record the episode, you go and then edit the episode, then it's time for the next movie. And then we watch the next movie, and then we have to, like, I don't know if you're like me, where I'm like, I have to repair my brain and now watch <laughs> something else. <laughs> and then I stay up super late, and then I just watch the fundraiser with, like, a pit of anxiety in my stomach. Um, even though it's like amazing seeing where it's going and I'm just blown away, but I'm still like, oh, but can we get the, oh, but, and then I start like trying to plot like, okay, how does math work? And I don't know how math works. If this, if it hits this number at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then, and then starting at like 6am, I start waking up and then checking it. (laughs) <laughs> and then 7 a.m. and then 8 a.m. and then 9 a.m. and then 10 a.m. and then I finally get on a bed at 3 and it's time to record <laughs> and then rinse and repeat. Yeah. It's been a, a quite a week of doing this. It's, it's been ups and downs and ins and outs and uh... it has quite literally been a week. <laughs> it has been a week. This is the seventh episode. Seven? Sure. Sevening. Again. It's happening again. <laughs> it's the sevening. And, and, Stacy, this is what would usually be two months worth of content. I hate that word. Two months worth of program from, <laughs> from the Gaylords of Darkness. Two months. In one week. In one week. No wonder I feel like a pile. I just feel like a pile. A pile of what? I don't know. <laughs> Yet to be determined. Yeah, a substance unknown to mankind. <laughs> but that's how I feel. Just, you could push me over with a feather. <laughs> and, and you don't necessarily fall, you just kind of... I just collapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just collapse. Yeah, but it's like, all worth it. It's all worth it because Stacy, what the fuck? I'm hitting refresh right now. Oh my god, we are at. I can't believe this because we didn't even. Did we get the goal yesterday? I think we were talking about maybe doing the goal, but I don't think we had actually raised it to where it is to to the lofty goal. Oh right, right. We are at seven thousand. One hundred seventy dollars. 
sound like I just asked you something on the chopping block. <laughs> something involving counting. Uh, what an incredible, amazing, generous, thoughtful, supportive uh, community of listeners we have. And listener-adjacent people, probably even. Like, I just... <laughs> Listener-adjacent. They're like, I'm not fucking listening to that, but I'll... Yeah, I'll kick in five bucks. I like the briefcase woman picture. <laughs> yeah. That is just, like, beyond anything I could have imagined for this week. It's astounding. It This literally blows our wildest dreams when we were first discussing this last week. Oh, yeah. Blows our wildest dreams out of the water. Um, like you said, listener adjacent. I mean, th- so many people have donated. We've had, we've had 204 donations, and that's from... That's from... 190 different donors so people are donating a second time a third time wow um 73 shares just of the gofundme uh just through clicking the share button on the gofundme page itself this is just absolutely wild we're we are almost one thousand dollars over the total that we raised last year in last year's three and a that's so cool (laughs) i know like i've just run out of words this week to describe how amazing everybody is for real i well i've got some more there beautiful compassionate yes generous kind Mm -hmm. smart Mm -hmm. sexy Mm -hmm. classy (laughs) perfect queens our listeners absolutely Truly, you are all perfect queens. And you perfect queens have raised all of this money, all $7,170 so far for the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum, who we have been doing this for all week. Um, And once again, they are an incredible org that is focusing on empowering Asian American Pacific Islander women uh, to gain agency over their lives, families, and communities. And they are doing this work in multiple chapters all over the country. Um, you can, we've been tagging them pretty consistently in our posts, so you can tag them and you can follow them and you can see everything they're doing. They're hosting, actually, even lots of, like, live, uh, web conversations about everything that's going on in the country right now and the issues that we're doing this in response to, and, um, you should do that. And this is just so cool that you're all, you're doing the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's nice. Now, Stacey. Hmm? talk about your clicky finger i don't like that that's <laughs> besides my chopping chop express performances having to hear about your clicky finger is been the low light okay okay well, okay. <laughs> well then that's noted excellent thank you note thank you note i shall I shall tailor my vernacular. <laughs> How about then my telescopic my telescopic proboscis is now reaching towards our goal. Does that sound better? Not in the least. My extending digits 
You could just say, I'm going to change the total. <laughs> you don't need to extend anything. Thank you. Or telescope. It could telescope, too. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Must be very exciting. Stacy, this is a very masochistic week for us. It really is. <laughs> and I can't think of anything more harrowing and more costing at the very least me some sleep and a threat to my sleep cycle and this waking up to check the the fundraiser as much as knowing that this is our last day Mm -hmm. this is day seven Mm -hmm. we're at 7170 and proboscis hands is clicking the the button here to to change our goal to eight thousand dollars That's high. I did it. That's a- I did oh, it. Okay. I just did it. Okay. Oh, God, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, now I'm nervous. Okay. All right. Thank you. you know what? Our, we can do it, right? We can do it. But we're not going to know. What do you mean? This is the, this is the, we only have this, we're, we have this episode. And then we have our, con- we're, we're gonna, spoiler, we're going to do a wrap up later. Right. I mean, we'll know at some point. We won't know probably during the recording of this episode, but we'll know someday. And we could, we could get closer between now and, and by the time this episode goes out and yeah. the day of this episode coming out, we could yeah. get closer to that. We could. So we're leaving this in your hands, listeners. Mm-hmm. It's it's a large amount, but we've already exceeded every like like days ago we vastly exceeded anything I thought was possible. So this is entirely possible. We could go over that amount. Who knows? I mean, it's exciting. It's a cliffhanger. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, <laughs> this is so upsetting. I don't think I'm capable of those feelings right now. I'm too numb. Yeah, that's smart. That's a defense yeah. mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Your so, body's protecting It's, it's you. one of the few advantages of being a pile. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, but that is for the future. That it is what has, what the proboscis has clicked. Thank you. Feel seen. The proboscis has clicked. That is for the future. There is nothing we can do about it at the moment. All we can do at the moment is talk about today's film. <laughs> when we said we need a grand finale. <laughs> we have a grand finale. Poison Ivy. <gasps> the new seduction. Yeah. It's the third Poison Ivy film. Poison Ivy. The new seduction. Some direct-to-video, back when it was still video, 1997 sleaze. It is some sleaze, for sure. (laughs) Um, I did realize that I think yesterday you had said it was made for TV, and I said, oh yeah, I forgot, but, and I forgot to say, no, no, it's the fourth one that's made for TV. Oh, there we go. This one is not, this one is not made for TV. Did you see all those breasts? Too hot for TV. <laughs> it's too hot for TV. I will tell you, up front, up here at the top of the discussion, I loved this movie. 
I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) I loved this movie. I had so much fun with this movie. It is very fun. It is one of those movies that several times, I mean, I watched this, you know, by myself. uh, And several times I still asked out loud, is this a satire? (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing out loud. I had the time of my life with this movie. I genuinely loved it. I love this for you. It was so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> so funny. Now, oh. I'll agree with you. It's not a good movie. No, it's terrible. But at, in line with like an Urban Legends Bloody Mary, it's actually, I'd say it's better than Urban Legends Bloody Mary. Yeah. It's a fun movie. There were so many moments that I just thought, I need to, like, I don't know, capture this. So, like, there were just so many sequences that had me rolling. (laughs) Rolling. (laughs) Absolutely rolling. Up until the end. I just was in it to win it. Up until that sudden anticlimactic ending. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can tell the new seduction. It seduced me. <laughs> There's the that's the the pull quote right there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Does this mean you're one step closer to the Poison Ivy Blu-ray box set? That was honestly my immediate thought because I rented this digitally. Because now I never bought the Blu-ray box set, but my thought was, oh no, my rental's going to expire in like 24 hours. I gotta get that box set. Did the rental let you choose if you watched the theatrical or unrated? Uh, I don't think so. I watched the rated version, but I uh, I don't know what could be in the unrated because bazinga. Well, uh, bazingas and gazangas, that's what's in the, in the unrated. You're going to want that Blu-ray box set because I was able to rent that and we watched the unrated and let me tell you. You sure can't tell when the footage changes and suddenly it has a faster and different frame rate for those unrated <laughs> unrated boobies. There were a couple, I mean, this does, you know, it is Poison Ivy. It is something that you would see on Skinamax. Yes. Um, it's absolutely Skinamax. It's like an extended, uh, parts of it feel like they are pulled from, you know, the Red Shoe Diaries or something. Yes. Once Jamie Presley starts pouring champagne on her bare breasts that's gonna get sticky yeah it's just but it's that specific flavor of softcore well looking into the the doing my you know my my research mm-hmm. um my googles i clicked on the i said oh there's a woman writer and her name and it's karen kelly i clicked her name and it was like it was like I was back on the TV guide for Skinamax. Yeah. Where Karen Kelly, like everything, she, it's like they're all like you know like dusky desires, velvet nights, <laughs> inciting, wet. Like it, it's just like that's everything she's ever done. So she clearly was the perfect mastermind to write this opus. Oh God, this is so good. See, now, I've never seen... This was my introduction to Ivy. Right. I've never seen the first one, which I guess is... I did not know until Jason told me last night. I knew it was Drew Barrymore. I did not know it was also Tom Skerritt of Poltergeist 3. Yeah. And And, Sarah Gilbert. And Sarah Gilbert, who... 
Jason was like, well, at least the thing is you want Sarah Gilbert to succeed and to not be killed <laughs> versus this heroine. Oh, the, 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 the lead in this is just like a piece of drywall. Like, her, name, her name is Joy, and let's be real, it's joyless. Yeah, oh, she was awful, but who cares? The rest of it was just, I mean, Jamie Presley in her film debut. What, oh. an, what an auspicious debut. You have Michael DeBar, who is a, a, a staple of is, film and television. Was he the old guy with weird accent? The old guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, they were supposed the dad, to... yeah. Yeah, and they were like, look, he's hot. And I was like, he's not hot. He's... I love Michael DeBar. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. You don't You don't have to be attracted to him just because I love him. It's okay. <laughs> um, you know, he's been around for decades and decades. Um, singer, actor. Does he have an accent? Is he from somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. He's from, uh, I don't know if he's from the UK, but he's from Europe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course... Oh. <laughs> the highlight of the film yes she is completely squandered <laughs> and, and yet, she knows it yeah she absolutely knows it but i don't care she's squandered but she still steals the show and is the absolute highlight susan tyrrell as housekeeper mrs b <laughs> what's it stand for bitch <laughs> incredible witty dialogue <laughs> and susan tyrrell just does her like weird mouth face at her yes she does the weird mouth face so much the and whole movie i was just living for it i'm like oh she's buttering some toast like i just like anything <laughs> she did i was right there let's be real so Susan Tyrrell, for anyone that doesn't know, and we hope you do know, um, we, we've talked about her several times on this show. We talked about her before, at, at more at length, and I think a lot of people have been turned on to her more recently, thanks to Shudder put up um, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, aka Night Warning, recently, mm -hmm. which we did an episode on during LGBTQ Revenge Month, or Wrath Month, <laughs> I can't remember which, Um which Susan Tyrrell's performance in that is absolutely astounding. I, that went up on Twitter and I saw people saying, like, like everyone was, you know, live tweeting as they were watching it. Or, I mean, it went up on Shutter and everyone was live tweeting as they were watching it. And one one guy who clearly didn't know who Susan Tyrrell was just said, as he's watching Night Morning, goes, oh, this this lead act, or this lead actress or the, the aunt or whatever, she's so terrifying that I'm actually, I'm, I'm really scared that the actress might actually be insane. And it's like, well, that's a compliment for her, but yeah. you clearly don't know who Susan Tyrrell is. Exactly. Susan Tyrrell, everyone listening, is one of the greatest character actors of all time. Yeah. She's amazing. Always, uh... I mean, it's all... No, even when it's something like her buttering toast... <laughs> In Poison Ivy, the new seduction, there is absolutely something completely unhinged about her. Okay, I love, there's like a scene where it's just like two characters talking, not Mrs. B, aka Susan Tyrrell. It's like two characters in another room. The camera cuts to Susan Tyrrell making soup or stew, and she just starts shaking the pot and going, <laughs> and then it cuts back. <laughs> To the conversation that is disconnected from that shot that we were just treated to. 
That's that. That is like obviously that is one of the things I love about her. But it's, <laughs> but it's also one of the things I love about this movie that I'm like, did they know what they were doing? Did they know what they were doing? Because the buttering toast scene happens after Joy Less, our uh, oh. plucky heroine who has a Division One tournament. She has a Division One tournament. Tomorrow's the tournament. I have to play in the tournament tomorrow. It's, it's my Division One tournament. Can you talk about something other than fucking tennis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's confiding in Violet that, um, you know, she just has never had an orgasm and, and is afraid that she's going to end up like her mother, who uh, presumably also never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Violet then... Um, imparts the the story that she had. It's like, oh, Violet, my friend, I'm worried about myself. I just can't seem to relax. Um, I've never had an orgasm. I don't know what to do. Is there something wrong with me? And so Violet responds to this by telling a story. Well, I had sex the first time when I was 13. And by the time I was 14, I was the school slut. And then I got smart and I dropped out of school. And then it immediately cuts to Susan Tyrrell buttering toast. <laughs> Going. <laughs> and it's like, that's Violet's helpful advice? <laughs> Like, what? what is this reality? And so you that's when you have the thought of, like, is this a satire? Is it a satire that every time, like, Jamie Presley takes off her robe and goes to get in a pool or something, we have to see the same shot four times. Mm-hmm. And also the soundtrack suddenly is, like, by fucking Francis Scott Key or something. Oh, like, I <laughs> love the soundtrack. <laughs> it's like... Is this the men's boners marching into battle? Like, what is... <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, oh, you would think that it was supposed to be a sexy seduction scene. But instead, it's like the Fife and Drum Corps comes out. The drum march is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that the Madonna tour I saw where she had the, 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 the drum squad come out uh, and they were all suspended from the ceiling of the arena and they all like levitate out. Why is there a drum march in the middle of the sequence? This is Violet seducing someone. She could have at least done her color guard routine. Yeah, there shouldn't be bugles. You know, like what? <laughs> like what are you doing? I think this movie proves that there should be bugles. Yeah, yeah. Well, those, I mean, I mean, the men got horny, so I guess mission oh, accomplished. It, it worked. Um, yeah. The the yeah, is it a satire? Do they are they aware? I mean, I had this question with just even the 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 the, the, the characters. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what anybody's motivation is. No. (laughs) I don't know why Violet is doing this. Like, there is a backstory that is supposed to tell us why she's doing this, but I don't actually know why. I wrote down. (laughs) That's funny you say that, because I wrote down, literally, what is Violet's goal? (laughs) Yes! I mean, that's that's a pretty basic thing, Like, like, in theater. Yeah. What is the goal? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what is the character's goal? What do they do? What are is the character obstacles want? to the goal? Yeah. <laughs> the best I could come up with is just Violet wants to fuck up everybody's lives. 
And, That's and the so, best I could come up with. So she decides to return to the childhood home of her best friend, who she loves and misses, to destroy her life. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, the whole thing starts with a, a sequence that takes place in 1985, and you know it's 1985 because a character in a car is listening to the radio, and the radio DJ says, it's 1985. <laughs> today yeah that's how you know <laughs> it's a crisp 84 degrees and it's 1985 today. <laughs> yeah so uh, we get the flashback which uh violet is actually ivy's sister we also get to see child ivy oh yeah and she's sassy yeah she's well that's how you know she's bad <laughs> um and it is kind of so confusing to figure out this tangled web of labyrinthine relationships i was like is that the mom is that the (laughs) housekeeper that's the dad that's the the brother that's an uncle that's a pool boy that's the mom mom maid (laughs) what is going on so is this their house (laughs) yeah what why are they leaving (laughs) this is happening again ivy oh my god what is happening? But you finally figure it out um, that Ivy and Violet, uh, their mother is the housekeeper at Joy's parents' house, her mother and father. Um, their mother, the housekeeper, is having an affair with the pool boy. Mm-hmm. But she's also having an affair with uh, Joy's dad, Michael DeBar. Because uh, his wife seems to be ill and doesn't have sex with him. And so what is he supposed to do? She's ill with a a strange accent. (laughs) So she discovers both of these affairs at once. And kicks out the housekeeper and Violet and Ivy. And then we fast forward to the now. It's been 11 years. And Violet shows up. At Joy's door again and is like, I'm enrolling in the community college and working as a waitress. Hi. And so then she ends up staying with them and decides to ruin everybody's life by having sex with a lot of people and coming up with devious schemes. (laughs) And sometimes killing people with drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes killing people eventually. (laughs) Um, She's also, there's the beautiful, incredible moment where... There's another one of those buttered toast random cuts to Violet, and you see what she's really doing for a living. Oh, yeah. You know, she's a BDSM sex worker. She's got her bag of handcuffs and and whips. And she doesn't make any attempt to hide this. She's like, I'm like, bye, everybody. And walks out the door with like her bag of accoutrements, her latex outfit. Her hair is teased. She has all kinds of makeup on. She's got thigh highs. And she's like, bye, off to my waitressing job. The fishnets. (laughs) That, this like, the like, it's like Inga adjacent, is Inga? Um, Ilsa, Ilsa adjacent, (laughs) pointed shoulder, black vinyl belted trench coat duster thing. (laughs) And listen, you said her hair is teased. That's partially true. It is also teased around a bump it for the ages. Like a a diagonal side bump it, which is just spectacular. And she's like, well, I'm working at Denny's. It's incredible. Yeah. 
She, uh, but you know, who knows what kind of trauma she's had to suffer. Yes, she tells a story about being the school slut. Mm-hmm. But, you know, their first night there, they're having dinner. And she says, being 20 is hard. Not as hard as being eight. But then life was never meant to be easy, was it? I wrote that down, too. <laughs> and that's like, that's that's Violet's character development. <laughs> that's the ex- the full extent of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Like, she she is she is that character until the end when suddenly she's Bride of Chucky meets Jonestown. And it's just <laughs> zero to 100. What is happening? Zero to, and you're like, is she in love with Joy? Like, I got that impression for a while that she was actually in love with Joy. Yeah. They hinted yeah. at that. But then it was also like, you're my sister. And so then we, now we have to have a suicide tea party. <laughs> I love suicide tea party. The relationship with Joy is so weird. Mm-hmm. Joy, they're pretty tight. Like, I mean, yes, Violet starts sleeping with Joy's kind of fiance guy. Um, yeah. And then and her and father. Then, and her father, yeah. And then she kind of, like, gets gets Joy against him. But she's also there to support her. So as far as Joy knows, Violet is only there to be her supportive bestie. Mm-hmm. Even though Violet has been lying to her this whole time. But she's only there to be her supportive bestie. And all of a sudden, like in that one scene, all of a sudden Joy just decides she hates her. <laughs> it completely flips on her. Yeah. Well, the it... schemes begin to unravel as they always do. Mm-hmm. She sees the mother's earrings, etc. Yeah, it was the earrings that really... Because, you know, the mother died 11 years ago, but the room hasn't been touched. That kind of thing. And, uh... Violet ends up wearing mom's earrings and Joy sees them and is like, I think you should leave. (laughs) And so that begins Violet's true unraveling. Like she had already killed the fiance at that point. She had already killed Mrs. B at that point. And I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) You know, we've talked about a lot of great movies on our program. Has any moment in any of those films been as monumental and life-changing as when joy discovers mrs b's body oh. in the closet and shines the flashlight on susan tyrrell's death grimace it is i don't know how many times i rewound it i i actually have tears in my eyes right now it made me so happy a plus 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 it is everything it is absolutely everything i'm like this woman doesn't even need to move she has like one eye open it's like (laughs) wide open her mouth is like she has formed her lips into a into a crazed triangle shape (laughs) it is incredible it really is like she's just you want me to lay there huh and then she just does this wacky face for no who knows how long they need no. to take no one has ever played a corpse like that ever it's incredible nobody notices that even though she's been constantly walking around the house making faces and going <laughs> nobody notices that she's been dead and missing for two days <laughs> until they find that beautiful beautiful face uh at one point jamie presley like her first night there she takes a very luxurious bath Mm -hmm. where the faucets are shaped like swans 
And she has her choice of bars of soap and loofahs. That's how you know how wealthy these people are. Yeah, they're all in a basket next to the bathtub, which has its own glass lamp. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you then you remember you're watching an erotic thriller when they show a close-up of her calf. <laughs> <laughs> For the Puritans in the back. Yeah, but then there are sex scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. The, the sex guitar kicks in. Um, as as the movie evolves like some of the later sex scenes it's first it's sex guitar and then there's vocals in the sex song (laughs) um it's very skinamax stuff lots of bare breasts and butts Mm -hmm. not erotic in the least i mean calling this an erotic thriller is just like there's never been a worse description of anything i mean you could call toast that if you wanted yeah. to <laughs> yeah it's a not erotic it's not thrilling but it is perfect <laughs> but it's perfect <laughs> joy is so boring not only does she only talk about the division one tournament it's like why do you keep saying division one tournament <laughs> oh i forgot <laughs> yeah constantly talking about that but she's also the kind of girl who brushes her hair a hundred times a night yeah and i say i don't know that the results are worth it joy frankly (laughs) but anyway she's one of the most boring leads you'll ever encounter in a movie yes yeah she she's up there in terms of just like leads that you don't want to succeed in a horror film i mean this isn't even a horror film but she's up there with like alicia witt and urban legend Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who loves Alicia Witt and everything else she's done. But Joy is just... She's the worst. She's unbearable. <laughs> you're, you're really hoping that she drinks the poison at the end. Yeah. Early on, um, Violet meets all of Joy's friends, and they're all rich kids. And they basically make fun of Violet because she's going to the community college or whatever. And so she claps back at them or whatever. But at that point, I was like, kill them all, Violet. Oh, Yeah. I wanted her to be, like, my class struggle avenging angel, you know? Yes, yes. I said, you know, before I realized that this movie was just what it was, I was like, oh, comments on classism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. Because you have all those those college kids and all those money people, and they're all looking at her. And, I mean, why don't they like her? She's just sitting there scowling at them the entire time. (laughs) She does scowl. (laughs) She just sits there. She just, hey. She just does this puke face at them i love it but also like for real people do you not realize that this is the hottest person in the room treat her with some respect yeah look at that belly shirt (laughs) 1997 Mm -hmm. she scowls she snoops she lurks on occasion (laughs) she hides at the base of stairs (laughs) oh god it is just like hook it right into my veins give me her lurking in a shadow and i am so happy the moment where joy is like discovering all of you know all the schemes are unraveling and joy discovers mrs b in the closet and all of this and walks in like the final push into cuckoo town for this movie is when she opens the door and her father, Michael DeBar, is clad only in his leather cuck briefs. Yes! He's handcuffed to the bed. Violet is in her full Denny's waitress ensemble. <laughs> whipping him 
And I have to say, that is... I did not see that coming. That was beautiful. That shot was beautiful. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was so... And again, it's like, is this a satire? And then when Jamie Presley, the, you know, right before that, when she has her villain monologue with Michael DeBar, and her overacting is so delightful. Yes. She turns around and scowls, and it's just like, <laughs> I was rolling on the floor in love with this movie. In love with this movie. I just love that it is impossible to predict how you will ever react to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let Poison Ivy continue to confirm it. Ah, because even to the end, like we said, Violet's goals remain out of our reach. You know, um, she does say to Joy, I wish the rest of the world would just fade away so that they could be together. And it's like, okay, are you in love with her? But it's like, again, what is her goal in all of that's, this? Like, that's, and then I don't, because it's so unestablished, because they think it's enough to show that backstory in the beginning and then to hint that like, oh no, Ivy got thrown out a window and you know what happened to your mother. But like, I don't, did they ever actually say what happened to her mother? I don't remember. They just keep saying, but you know what happened to your mother or something. Because mm-hmm. somehow the fiance finds out and confronts her with it. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's just never established. So then by the time it comes to the, the, the Bride of Chucky Jonestown moment, the tea party, the sister tea party, I'm like, so is she actually going to, if she drank the poison, would she have actually drank it too? Like, did she actually want to have this, like, kind of sister lovers pack together? Yeah. Or was it just her revenge to just kill her and then get away and go to, go back to college? Like, what? Yeah, when was she going to leave? Yeah, what was? What, what, like, what was she doing? And as I thought about this, and as I came to the conclusion, she's just there to fuck stuff up. She's just a troll. That's when I was like, Anthony's going to love this just as much as I do. She's just a troll. So imagine my surprise when before we start recording, I say, oh, it seems that we are on different pages. It seems one of us was newly seduced. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd be on board. I thought you'd you'd love her as a femme troll avenger. Oh, whatever whatever she feels like. She's only doing it for the joy of it. it She's. She is absolutely a femme troll. Don't get me wrong. I 100% love her. (laughs) I wish she was in a slightly more competent movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, With other characters that I could at least want to see her kill or be interested in seeing her kill versus being like, why is Joy in this? Well, Joy is a big uh, roadblock. I I think for me too... It's, it's that double-edged sword because Susan Tyrrell, I was, I thought, you know, at least she's going to get to have, like, a screaming fit or confrontation with I, with Violet. Sorry. Mm-hmm. She, she isn't Ivy. She's Violet. Um, so, and then I was really shocked to see that, like, they put Susan Tyrrell in this, but they didn't have anything for her to do. Right. Um, and that pissed me off. But at the same time, it becomes such a show. It, it, this is one of those... Like Erica Jane, it's a riddle in an enigma wrapped in cash or whatever. It's impossible um, to refuse the fact that Susan Tyrrell 
because she knows that she only has three fucking lines in the script or whatever she knows that it's on her to come up with everything else to steal the scene time and to get that camera on her oh yeah and so she but she she does that so that's amazing yeah well i think for me also that that those moments really overshadowed all the suffering of joy that's true. the, the division that's one true. drywall is that all you need is susan tyrell on the other side of a door eavesdropping <laughs> making her patented susan tyrell faces over it and i am just in heaven i am in heaven so hard and i did think like yeah i thought she would have some kind of physical altercation with violet i you knew they were gonna end up enemies unfortunately i thought um, we'd get more than just a fade to white when they confront each other. Yeah, yeah. That was disappointing, but on the other hand, that discovery of her in the closet. Okay. I was like, I guess they think this is a surprise for us. Did Mary Lambert direct this? <laughs> the surprise is that Ivy, <laughs> Violet is a killer. <laughs> She's bad. Yeah, no one suspects. But the flashlight moving up and landing on that death rictus God. was just incredible cinema that is that is 100 percent susan tyrell seeing her legacy and being like <laughs> i got this <laughs> so she's completely squandered and yet every moment that she's on screen is a pure delight even in it's when it's not even expressly her on screen it's just the sound of her on the answering machine because for some reason she the does <laughs> family message for the Greer Residence's answering machine. And she can't just say, like, you've reached the Greer Residence, we're not home, leave a message. It's just, like, it's that off-kilter because it's her doing it's it. It's Susan Tyrrell's Greer Residence. <laughs> <laughs> even, even when she's, there's a great moment when she's, uh, fucking god damn it, Stacey, now the urban legending in here is happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm full Betsy and Bloody Mary. I could be president. But her, um, there's a shot, that moment. It's not even a scene. It's like a shot because that's all Susan Tyrrell's in this for is shots, not scenes. But she, she, there's, she's just walking around the house doing housework and she's humming. She's supposed to be humming. What is she humming? But it's like, it's this, the patented Susan Tyrrell grunt hum where she's like, hum, 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 hum. It's just so... She can't even, like, like finally the dad is going to go on a date. He hasn't been on a date in ten years, but the Francis Scott Key fife and drum core moments of Jamie Presley getting into the pool. His uh, dick has signed up for re-enlistment, apparently. And so he's going to finally go on a date. And, like, Susan Tyrrell can't even say, like, you look nice. Like, she can't even just say that kind of thing normally. And it's just, oh, God, it's so good. And so, like, couple that with, like, the bizarre cutaways and the whole, like, what is the point? And what is Violet doing? And why is she doing this? And And I love Jamie Presley so much that it's, Mm -hmm. like, even though I don't know what she was doing here in terms of, like, like, this was her (laughs) film debut. I feel like she's such a gifted comedic actress. She's brilliant. That I feel like she knew what was going on. And so the moments of, like, when she turns around during that monologue and has the most over-the-top scowl on her face and I lose my mind. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, she knew what she was doing. You know, 
to further uh, speak to Jamie Presley of this, like, and and the fact that this was, you know, as the credit, as you just said, and as the credits say, and introducing Jamie Presley as Violet, um, I want a, a T-shirt of that that title card, <laughs> but but that's a that's a really big, vulnerable, scary move to do a Poison Ivy movie as your first, yeah, film. the third one, and then to rise above that. Not to say that not. To say that you have to rise above a poison ivy, but I mean, to go from doing a poison ivy, a 90s sleazy direct to video erotic thriller, and then continue to make a fabulous name for yourself as an incredible comic actor. Mm-hmm. That's um, just well played, Jamie. Well, that's the thing, too, is like, I think that speaks to not that this was good, but like innate talents that she had, because yes. Poison Ivy, the original, had some had familiar names attached it was kind of drew barrymore's like i'm grown up now role yeah yeah suck it Um, (laughs) et yeah sarah gilbert had already been established on roseanne it's directed by cat shay uh tom scarrett cheryl ladd like it's got cheryl ladd cheryl ladd and then you have the second one which starred Alyssa milano as I feel like her name was Lily. I'm it's Lily, sure. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Has Alyssa Milano, who's another, like, I'm grown up now. So it's like taking these char- these actresses that you already know. And so then for Jamie Presley to come in and be a complete unknown in the title role, like, yes, this is the Dollar Tree Poison Ivy. But she does a great job while also, like, getting naked, which is, you know, also a... I don't want to say brave, but it's like, it's a thing to do. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's very, what she does on, what she does on camera, this is very vulnerable. Yes. She could have just been another one of those actresses that like does something like this. You watch it 20 years later and you say, I wonder what happened to her. And you look her up and then you see that she did Poison Ivy, the new seduction. And then she did velvet gloves or something and then she's gone (laughs) also written by karen kelly yeah exactly another karen kelly masterpiece instead she becomes jamie fucking presley Mm -hmm. yeah mad respect for jamie presley absolutely and just like yeah michael debar is no tom scarrett but like i said i love michael debar he is a character actor he's been around forever and so for me watching this i was like yeah michael debar <laughs> like I was happy to see him. I want to know how many people have watched this film and not said that <laughs> while they're standing up, clapping and rolling around their house. There's got to be one more out there. You can't be the only one. I can't be the only one. So I'm just like the cast of this and the bizarre choices that make you question whether or not it was a satire. But then you realize this is not a satire. They just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Just, I just was clapping like a simpleton in pure delight. (laughs) I was in it. Like a simpleton, you say. (laughs) Like a simpleton. That was me. What? Okay. The beginning when it's the, it's, it's. Ivy, baby Ivy and Violet, they're sassy and bad, and they're playing tea party with baby Joy um, before she's insufferable, and they're watching, and they see they see mom going into the house with the pool boy, and like, you quoted it, Ivy says, it's happening again. Yes. And then Violet, I love this delivery of the, the child actor, which I don't know if it was supposed to be apathetic and a parody of its own self, <laughs> but just goes, 
Oh no. <laughs> and it's so great. I'm like, what's happening again? What is, is yeah, it? The, yeah. Do they keep getting kicked out of houses because mom keeps fucking the employer? What I don't. What? That's what I assumed. I assumed this is just like, you know, here's the thing, right? This this is where Poison Ivy, the new seduction, really makes you think, because it's like, whoa, man. Their mom was a slut, right? And then they become sluts. Whereas Joy's mom was a frigid bitch. And then she becomes a frigid bitch. Yeah. So it's just like, mothers, beware of what you pass down to your daughters. <laughs> it's they learned it from her, the movie. Yes, exactly. You're abs- so this is a cautionary tale. It, it, it really is for women. It's just... <laughs> it's really... These are the two. This is the Madonna and the whore. You have yes. Joy and you have Violet. You know, both have their struggles. It's not easy being 20 or 8 when you're a woman in the world. Okay? Karen, <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most feminist movie I've ever seen. Uh, Karen Kelly is a feminist theorist. <laughs> I love her. I will die for her. Um, there was another part that I really loved that I think spoke to the sense of what the fuck is happening. And I, I wonder if you caught this. I hope you did. Um, did you notice, like, when it comes to this random things that they throw in, like Susan Tyrrell, did you notice at one part, I think, like, it's one of the nighttime sexy scenes, or it might be when she's, like, hiding at the base of the stairs in her final blade outfit, but, like, <laughs> there's suddenly the sound of a cat meowing twice. <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, they're talking, and Jason and I both went, Kitty! And then they never, ever return to that. It's never established that there's a cat in a house. You never see a cat anywhere in the house. But in one scene, you hear a cat meow twice as they walk out of a room. I did not catch that. Yeah, so some, I think you might be onto something. Some person was just like, just put this in here. Just put that in here. This is a parody. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta be. Somebody had to know what this movie was, and they reveled in it. Yeah, they said, get the Phantom Kitty, get Susan Tyrrell, get it, get a shot of her shaking a pot and going... That's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. And somehow it's not the end of the Poison Ivy series, you know? It continues. It continues on into the part four. Have you seen that one? I have not. I'm oh. very excited, though, because apparently it's about secret societies, and it's made for television. So I'm like, oh. this truly is the series that has it all. Oh, wow. You know, I'm going to have to go back and watch at least the first one. Especially yeah, the first cast. one is really fun. The first one is really fun. Especially with that cast. Mm-hmm. You know, I did like this movie. I'll give <laughs> I did like I loved this movie. It. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I had such a good time. So don't be wary of your mother, everyone. Yes, no matter which extreme she is. <laughs> be wary. Which which stereotype, which which harmful stereotype is your mother? <laughs> be wary that it's getting passed down to you. And if you have a plant name, double beware. Double beware. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's God. amazing. What a great movie. 
<laughs> what a great movie. And once again, God bless the three-inning, the re-three-inning, because it's the only time we might have ever watched this film. <laughs> yes. And it might just push me to make that pandemic purchase now that now that spring is here. And we're not all afraid of dying anymore. And Stacy, like you pointed out yesterday, that pandemic's on its way out. Mm-hmm. We hope. So you only have so much time to justify that box set as a pandemic purchase. That's true. <laughs> Look, it was the pandemic, okay? Yeah, otherwise it's just regular movie collector purchase. Not to shame. Not to shame. I deserve it. <laughs> deserve a little shame. But I think, no, I think you what you deserve is the Poison Ivy Blu-ray box set. <laughs> I do want to watch this one again. I'm not going to lie. Rethreening. Wow. What a week it has been. Stacy, are you ready to wrap it up? One more visit to the Chop Spray Offs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been the best week for me on the old Spressy. Uh, had my La La Land moment yesterday. <laughs> oh, poor Faye Dunaway. Uh, that boy, that was something. I mean, you... coming off coming off back to back atrocious performances. And atrocious <laughs> questions. And an atrocious question. On occasion. You've had a bad week on the chop express. I've had a really bad one and you've had a really great one. I so at least at least one of us is doing well in this. I mean, but the ultimate winner is the listener. You know? Well, of course. They, of course. They got treated to not one but two incredible meltdowns in two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh and then the yeah la, my la la land moment where I thought I won but I had actually said the wrong thing and so my victory was snatched away. Oh, so sad. By the truth. That's a heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker, but you know, we do what we can. Mm-hmm. I love it. Let's do it. Chops press it up. You get a category, the category's got five questions in it. You place your head on the spress. You've got 10 seconds to answer the question. If you answer incorrectly, or time runs out, you get your head cut off by our non-binary executioner, the heads they. You have one opportunity to cry out, I want the wig. In which case, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 appears on your head, confuses the heads they so much that you get 10 more seconds. And you either win or you lose horribly, as I seem to do every <laughs> installment. No. Yeah. No. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, you know what? Maybe today, maybe on the last day, I'll have my moment. We'll see. I feel like you could. I feel like you could. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Who goes first? Um, me? Is it my turn? Uh, sure. (laughs) Okay. It is now. You know, before this, I was like, I'm going to make a new category. I think I'll do one about horror movie sex scenes tying in with our erotic (gasps) thriller today. But then I thought of like three sex scenes and then I didn't want to think of any more of them. And so that's not your category. Oh, so that's not, but it's not on my, <laughs> yeah. that was your super showcase reveal. Here's what you didn't yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to tell you about that, but I was like, I'm tired of thinking of all those butts. I'm going to guess one of them is don't look now. 
One of them was absolutely don't look now. There were some Friday the 13th in there. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was, I had to like really think about them. And then I was like, I'm tired of using my brain for this. Yeah. What do I get instead? Uh, oh, so instead <laughs> I'm um, reworking a little bit a category that has come up a couple times and you haven't chosen and now I'm forcing it on you. Oh, thank you. But I am using the twist that I originally used and then you have used a couple times to reconfigure it. <gasps> the category is called Do Not Do. Originally it was five questions where the answers were all movies that have the word don't in them. However, I'm going to switch it around so that I'm giving you the super chunk where you have to name oh. five movies with the word don't in the title. Oh, no. In 50 seconds, you have an opportunity to cry out, I want the wig, which will get you 10 more seconds, which means you could potentially have a total of 60 seconds to name five movies that have the word don't in the title. Are you ready? Do not do. Here we go starting now shit um i want the wig right off the bat i want the wig uh don't 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 go into the house um is that a title i think so don't go in the house uh don't don't go into the woods alone um uh fuck 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 uh uh don't breathe don't breathe don't breathe don't breathe um i need two more uh don't don't knock don't 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 does that count that was a movie trailer that doesn't count don't 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 go in the woods don't knock. don't don't no don't knock that's not a title don't sleep don't go don't go in the woods alone no don't breathe what was the other one don't go into the house don't 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 go into the basement is that one um uh don't oh fuck i need one more don't 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 tread on me. Um, don't. Oh, no. You could have said, don't look now. Motherfucker! <laughs> That's my water. Do you hear that? <laughs> Also, you said Don't Knock. There is a movie called Don't Knock Twice. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what about I can't believe you didn't say Don't Look Now. Don't Look Now, and I had said that one second before that. Isn't that weird how the brain does that to you? Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Would you have counted that? That's not a horror movie. That's not a horror movie. I would have accepted Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. God. I was Damn I was undecided it. whether I would accept Don't Be Afraid of the Dark and the Don't Be Afraid of the Dark remake. If I was feeling generous, I might have accepted both. You could have given me uh, Don't Torture a Duckling, the uh-huh. Fulci film. You named a lot the Don't Breathe. I can't believe I didn't say Don't Look Now when I had just talked about it <laughs> you say sex scene i say don't look now you say name a movie with don't in the title i say don't knock 18 times <laughs> this is the spress this oh, is what spressing yourself is all about my <laughs> that's pretty funny god <laughs>
Oh, that's upsetting. That's upsetting. My muscles are tensing in unpleasant regions and I'm mad. Welcome to my world. Oh, no. Experiencing all what is it the seven eight six seven stages of green mm. all all of them yeah all at once <sighs> okay I'm gonna breathe through this <laughs> I got don't breathe but not don't look now I don't even like don't breathe <laughs> don't breathe is a piece of shit everyone likes it because they think Fede Alvarez is so extreme oh he redid the tree rape scene in Evil Dead what a classic fuck that guy fuck don't breathe fuck the the rape injection semen syringe whatever fuck why is the blind person omniscient omnipre and you're telling me he's coming back to hunt her in the sequel <laughs> fuck don't breathe i can't believe i got don't breathe but i forgot don't knock t- twice <laughs> One word. I forgot one word. I forgot don't look now. I forgot don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I would not have accepted that one. You said movie. You didn't say horror movie. Oh, Oh, I feel that it is. I feel that it is implied that we're talking about horror movies. Oh, I'm mad. (laughs) This is a first. I don't know that I've ever heard you get so... Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Ah. This is what it's like on the other side of the hedge. (laughs) On the other side of the sprayout. (laughs) <laughs> I am Susan Tyrrell grumbling with my pot of stew just full. <laughs> I just, I can't believe you didn't say don't look at hey, me. Hey, don't <laughs> <remind> me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this made this whole thing worth it. <laughs> I don't even care if I win now. I'm so happy for you, Stacy. <laughs> This is a twist ending to the re-threening <laughs> that no one saw coming. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's head comes off in anger today. I like it. Uh, okay, well, that was fun, Stacy. Wasn't that a good time? I really enjoyed it. You turned my high-powered perception back on <laughs> Sure did. Did you get a whiff of my Laird Duton? I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. Good job. That was a great category. <laughs> that was a great category. I'm a professional person. <laughs> okay, Stacy. Hmm. Well, well, we all can't be winners. I'd like to think there's still room for one more winner on this express this week. Oh, I, I mean, don't count on it. You've been here all week. I, I You've would... seen what I'm capable of. <laughs> or not capable of. Or not capable of. But today, I think I think you're going to get it. I think you're going to get it. Put your head on the express. Okay. I've wiped it down for you already. Thank you. Now, I was hoping that the... The acclaimed film, Poison Ivy, The New Seduction, direct-to-video, 1997. I was hoping that this film would include a wig somewhere in it. Mm. So that I could use my wig-inspired category. There was no wig. Jamie Lee... Uh, Jamie Lee... Jamie Presley never put on a wig. She didn't have a wig in her in her bag of dominatrix accoutrement. 
So what I did is I took the box of wigs that I inherited yesterday, that I that I've won. Thank you. You earned. I took those five wigs in that box and I transmuted them into questions for you. And your Ooh. category today is, I want the wigs. <gasps> this category <sighs> is all about wigs in horror. Oh, is it horror? Are you sure? I will not accept don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, so stop trying, Stacy. <laughs> this is nerve-wracking. As a wig aficionado... You subscribe to the I magazine. If I die, I certainly do. I hope to be on the cover someday. <laughs> Surrounded by my girls. <laughs> As a wig aficionado, if I have a poor showing today, I'm going to get kicked out of the club. That's what her obituary says. It says, survived by her wigs. <laughs> so, your category is, I want the wigs. It's okay. all about wigs and horror. There's oh. no tricks in here. There's no in wigginings in here. You can okay. use a wig. You can use one. But otherwise, okay. just answer the questions. All right? Okay. All right. All right. Ready. Okay, here we go. I want the wigs. Wigs in horror. Question one. This 2005 South Korean film is all about the perils of a haunted hairpiece. Exta? Hair extensions? No, Exta is Sion Sono! Hair extensions. Wig. I'm dead. <laughs> South Korean. I know there's I know there's more than one about hair extensions. And I I guessed the wrong one and now I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> See you fucked up and then somehow I still managed to be worse. Stacy. Huh? That was a noble effort. No it wasn't. The answer was the wig. One Tyra Banks once said, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Well, that's your mistake. I cannot be held responsible for that. You've seen everything I've done this week. I cannot be held responsible. I don't even root for myself. I certainly don't expect anyone else to. Oh my god. Well, that's a real fitting ending for this, isn't it? <laughs> it's a real fitting ending. You forget the movie you just said literally five seconds prior. And I fail to remember an Asian horror movie about one of my favorite things. Great show, guys. Great work, Gaylords. Congratulations. We are peak Gaylords right now. I don't know if this is us at our highest or our lowest. I literally cannot tell. Inspirational. Inspirational, <laughs> I would say that's, we are. That's the word. Well, we're like Poison Ivy. Is this a satire? What are our motivations? <laughs> yeah, what is the goal here? What is the goal? What is the goal? <laughs> Clearly to make a fool out of myself every day for a week. <laughs> okay. 
well. Oh. It's for a good cause. We're raising money. The goal is $8,000. The goal is $8,000. We can do this. This is really scary for us because we're we're done with the retraining. Yeah. It is in your hands to help us make this goal by Tuesday. What a pathetic oh, withering end. What I'm <laughs> I was trying to do the pledge drive section, but we're back. What? I thought I can't get there yet. What a, like, just sad, withered, shrunken, pathetic, dried out, husk, raisin of an ending. I'm so embarrassed and angry. All I had to do was say the movie I just named. All you had to do was name the noun that the category was about. But, but, uh, well, yeah. (laughs) To my credit, I was thinking of a different movie. From Japan and not South Korea. From Japan, from Japan. (laughs) Don't look at me in my shame. Don't look at me. (laughs) Don't. Cast your eyes away from my shame. $8,000. We can get there. We'll get some pity money, maybe. Hopefully we get some sympathy dollars at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be, I am going to be edge of my seat. No, I'm not even going to be in my seat. I'm going to be, I'm going to be Louise Lasser on my floor in front of my fridge, eating the food off the floor, (laughs) nervously. I'm going to be vacuuming with a full glass of wine, nervously. This is a real, real emergency. I'm going to be trying to call the internet. I'm going to be trying to place a call to the internet to ask if we were at $8,000 for the next two days. Because we go radio silent. I think on, is it Wednesday? We're going to we're gonna come back with a wrap up. Right. And we're going to tell you what our total made it to. We're going to end the fundraiser on Tuesday. Like, mm-hmm. like Tuesday early. So really, yeah. you have today, aka Sunday when you're listening to this, and Monday... We're at seventy one seventy right now. Seven thousand one hundred seventy dollars. We just have to get what is that? Eight hundred dollars, something like that. Eight hundred and some change to get to eight thousand dollars. This is our final goal. Our final destination. Our final destination. This is we are Stallone because this is a cliffhanger. I think we can do it. I think our generous, incredible, beautiful listeners and their people they tell about this i feel like we can i feel like it can be done i feel like we can if you've been if you have been listening to this and you have been waiting until the end to donate now is the time if you if you've already donated and you can you can give up another dollar any dollar amount helps give a retweet give a give a post give a pass the link yeah yeah just you can go on the gofundme you can find our our fundraiser once again on all of our social media, on our website, dealersdarkness.com. Click the thing. You can click share right there on the GoFundMe. You can share it on your social medias. That Everything helps. Um, put in your Insta story if you can. A lot of you have been doing that, and we're so grateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're grateful for everything. Once again, you have absolutely exceeded our wildest dreams. And this is actually really scary for us to have an even wilder dream and to just leave it at that. Yeah. But, you know, we like to live on the edge here at Stately Gaylord's Manor. We do. Um, Thank you for listening all week. My God, for real. Thank you for supporting us 
and the comments and all of that. That's been really wonderful. And otherwise, see you Wednesday. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. See you next Wednesday. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.